we have a lot to talk about tonight. We've had a great oh. week in terms of television. We had a great episode of what we do in the shadows to talk about tonight. Oh, uh, I had more, such a fun time. And and alongside that, we have some exciting news about one of our other favorite shows. Oh do you want to share with the class? Okay, we'll get into that later. We don't have to. We don't. We we can start with what we do in the shadows. But oh my god, I I literally like temporarily forgot. So much happened today. I'm so excited. Oh my god. Nope, we're getting into it. Our Black Queen's death comes back in October, and I'm so <laughs> unwell about it. I'm so unwell. You went through all the emotions in like a two, five second interval. This, this podcast isn't recorded, but I am crying right now. <laughs> It's a good show. It's a good show. We've had a really unhinged week. And it's been such a month, guys. Like very minimal good things going for us right now. So this is kind of the tip of it. This is kind of like the this is this is our peak. This is our peak. I mean, it's exciting. And it's funny because it was like, you know, we went like a very long period of time without hearing anything about that specific show and thinking like, oh, it's never going to come back. It's such a good show. I feel like if you watch what we do in the shadows, you'll love our flag means death. So if you haven't done that yet, please do. You'll love it. Uh, The creator of the show, David Jenkins, brought it up on a podcast just so nonchalantly that like oh yeah it's coming back in October <laughs> it's like and, October as if it, yeah like just, my entire mental state didn't hinge on that information I know <laughs> thank you you absolute menace David Jenkins yeah yeah and um and I think we're both really excited about it when it comes out we will have episodes for you reviewing the whole season breaking it all down and we're really really excited about that and if you haven't watched our reviews of are you still crying Shh, keep going just keep going don't worry if you about it if you have watched our review i'm normal about the I'm not about show it. i'm not worried about it i'm not uh, worried about it it's fucking tim robinson uh yeah if, no so but if you haven't watched our season one our flag means death reviews you should you can actually literally watch them they're on youtube you get to see yeah. our beautiful faces but, like, speaking of the gays winning, this episode of What We Do in the Shadows was everything. Was everything. I had a great time. <laughs> we ate. We ate. They fed us. They fed us. <laughs> There's so much to say. I'm so, I'm literally so excited to talk about this. I'm going to say it at the top of the episode. I'm going to give you my big opinion. This was maybe my favorite episode of the season so far. And if not, my, la- my favorite episode of the last two seasons um that's right i'm giving it a special place in my heart i'm gonna go off about it in a second but i want to hear your immediate reactions caitlin last week was kind of a crazy week like personally so i feel like by the time thursday night came around i was like falling asleep i'm like i need to go to bed i rewatched the episodes over the week and i'd be laughing so hard i was just like why was i not laughing like this last week and then I rewatched yeah. it and I was like, That's, "These are pretty good episodes." I, I still think episode one was stronger than two, but then tonight, it just immediately, I was like laughing so hard. First of all, Sean, <laughs> Sean's here. Yeah, <laughs> he's putting on a pride parade to, you know, cater to the LGBTQ community for his votes of being a comptroller. When he like, what really killed me was when he was like. They're like, oh, but we want to show you these shirts. And one of them was, hey, I'm being gay over here. 
gay. I'm being gay over here. Oh my God. That got me. Yeah, I got got. I got got. That was so funny. I love that last season we established that Sean is an ally. I remember, I remember when you and I talked about this being elated because I feel like your your stereotypical Staten Island guy, you don't know if he's going to be down with the queer community and he totes is and he really delivered he doesn't mess with homophobes however he does get his letters messed up like he, he stumbled a couple times he goes you know since you guys are part of the lgbt lmnops you know you know i don't get it he's <laughs> doing the like, best he can yeah he's a little confused you're he's so got this close <laughs> you're so close babe keep working at it <laughs> oh my god at the very like not to jump ahead but there's so much to unpack i think when it comes to sean's character explicitly now not only do we know that he's an ally but we also know that he might be a member because he's always oh my trying God. to kiss laszlo <laughs> the way he was just like yeah i do and charmaine's like what <laughs> <laughs> what a development what a development like hello and he was proud of it that's the thing yeah he was proud of it he was like yeah yeah i am trying to get with laszlo like i've been i've been trying to get with laszlo i like that um nandor was just like he didn't want to get involved he's like ah, i'm too busy for this i've got a little bird that flew into my room that i'm trying to make friends with and, and then later on he, he names that bird matthew see this is this this is the part of nandor that i really want to see this season is like the mm-hmm. part that is so girlfriend like the part that is just like, you know, trying to make friends with birds and like yeah. thinks that a horse on a merry-go-round is his long lost um, honorable horse in battle. That is the man I love. Like, yes, he, I know that part of his character is like he is a little clueless and like he does things without being considerate of or mm-hmm. empathetic for some of the people around him, hence the whole Marwa plot line. But I really like when we kind of shift that so it's less about him being apathetic and more about him just being like a silly goofy guy. He's a silly goofy guy who's also a jealous super goofy guy. We we've got jealous fucking go. Nandor, we've got him. This is one of my favorite television tropes when one Mm -hmm, character mm is so jealous of the other character and they also have unrequited feelings about that character. It is oh my god like i live for it i am scratching at my my walls i am scratching the wallpaper right off i'm rolling around on the floor i'm stepping on glass i'm doing all of it i'm doing it all of it for jealous nandor and he admits it like he goes yeah and am i doing all of these things to impress guillermo yes <laughs> like ah okay okay yeah. let's go <laughs> Yeah. I mean, this is exactly what I would have wanted. This is the fan... I've probably I read fan fiction about this. Like, probably. It felt like this was taken right from someone's archive of our own account and then just, like, <laughs> put on my screen. It was so fabulous. I, it makes me really excited for this season because it feels like there's a lot of buildup happening. Like, we've yeah. got this new dynamic between Laszlo and Guillermo, which mm-hmm. I am really excited about and I think we'll talk about in a little bit. And then we've got Nandor, who's jealous and, like, openly and intentionally doing things to impress Guillermo. Like, go into fucking space. Like, we are so back. (laughs) I literally, like, I feel, because I think we talked about this last season, too, where it's like, we're always Mm -hmm. seeing Guillermo kind of, like, pining for Nandor or, like, kind of hinting at, like, he has these feelings, but, like, Nandor, like, is so like clueless or just does not give a shit 
And now we're finally seeing the flip side of that, which I feel like yeah. we haven't seen ever. And the fact that he straight up admitted, like, yes, I'm doing this to impress Guillermo. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm doing. And I'm just like, ah, if if that's not the reason why you're doing that, why, then why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? It's probably one of the most authentic examples of, like, the direction the show is probably going in between them both. Yeah. And it's so compelling and validating. It's like, okay, we are... We are definitely on the track of, of yeah. something bigger happening later in the season. What I'm realizing as I'm watching this is the prospect of uh, Guillermo's vampirism not being fully mm-hmm. developed is so fascinating because there's so much pressure there. There's so much tension there. There's so much questioning about who and what he could become as oh his skill set as a vampire fully like develops. We could end the season with a fully vampiric Guillermo. We could have literally a final scene where this man opens his eyes and is a full-fledged vampire we just don't know you know it just feels like there's so much potential there and what does that say about the relationship i mean not to be like a hashtag nindermo shipper and looking at everything deeply but like what is that like him like not fully being a vampire say about like him not fully letting himself into this relationship maybe i'm looking into things i don't know where to connect the dots but the dots are there <laughs> i'm trying to find no no you're thinking like a meta writer baby like by the end of the season if you get like a fully vampire guillermo will we get like a fully like maybe slightly more developed relationship between the two of them you know oh totally we have to get over the hump of nandor finding out that guillermo has changed Right. Um, I think, but just that little hurdle. We, yeah, just like that one horrible thing that could ruin everything. Yeah, um, and then everything else that's happened in the relationship that's yeah. kind of toxic, but like it's fiction, yeah. so I'm looking over it. <laughs> but yeah, moving past it, move past it, move past it. But there really, I think there really is an opportunity once storyline is fully executed for something larger. Not to jump too far ahead. I'm trying to live in the moment, baby. But uh, at the same time, it's hard to live in the moment because it's like, oh my god, like. There's so much potential given what we've seen just in this episode between their characters. Right. And then, like, where else do you go? Like, why wouldn't they go that way? You know? Because, like, if, they're, if they don't eventually end up in some sort of relationship, where, like, what else do you do? Oh, I, they're, they're, it's <laughs> happening. It's happening. Like, I'm not questioning, you know? My clown yeah. shoes are off. I've thrown them into the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I've sprayed them with, like, foot deodorizer. Like, I'm done with them. I don't need them anymore. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I am wearing like six inch stilettos. I'm I'm in my cunt era with this show. Like nothing bad can happen to me anymore because I know their end game, you know? Yeah. Like I may be clowning with a lot of my shows. You know this about me. Yeah. But I'm not clowning with Nandor and Guillermo. Like I know that what's gonna happen is meant to happen and it will happen because literally what you said, like why the fuck wouldn't it? You know? And I but I, I'm also like a chronic overthinker and just seeing things because I wanna see them that way. But I don't know. I'm I'm having fun and that's all that matters. See, I don't think that this is the show where I have to think like that. Let's rewind to the great Sherlock panic of uh oh, two thousand and eighteen. No. I think that's a circumstance where it's like, you know, there was a lot of compelling evidence that they probably could have canonically put those two characters together. And other things happened and they didn't. But I think the question remains, like, why did you do some of the things you were doing if you weren't intending to put them together, if not to, like, you know, insinuate that these two people were maybe queer just for viewership purposes? I don't know. I won't speak for them. 
Uh, but what I will say is I think that we've moved past that period in society. Well, I hope we have. I hope so. Um, I really fucking hope so. Like, I think I think if a show wants to try something like that today, it would be kind of gross. But yeah. it does beg the question because I think we've, we have spent a lot of our lives consuming television where, like, there is a lot of queer subtext and no queer action. It's, it's really about trying to find the balance between whether something is, like, you're just seeing what you want to see or if it's like an actual slow burn. It's so hard to know that with queer television because for such a long time, so much of queer television has just been about subtext or like potentially like baiting an audience into believing something might happen when it's not in some right. cases. So I'm really, I'm like, I, I think there's a really compelling case for Nandor and Guillermo to be together to the extent that I don't feel like and stupid idiot for like being so gung-ho about it i just feel like there's so much <laughs> there's so much there's so much like whoa it's so overt it's so overt i am maybe overconfident about this but after i've been in the trenches caitlin i've been in the trenches <laughs> with some of my other I shows <laughs> <laughs> so i need I this i need a good <laughs> i need a good clean win i need i'm rooting for you i'm rooting for you <laughs> I need a win right now. (laughs) And I think Nandor and Guillermo could be my win. Here's how the gays can still win. (laughs) Here's how the gays... (laughs) Um, We've established that were anyone to find out, especially Nandor, what Guillermo has done, it could literally ruin everything from them. And I think we know as viewers, because we're optimistic and we're adults and we've seen things, that that's not what's going to ultimately happen, but that's the insinuation and that's going to be hard for us to push through. There's going to be a lot of tension there. I'm ready for that moment, to be honest. Like, I I know it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen, like, maybe, like, mid-season, like, so maybe by, like, episode five or, like, if they wait until, like the second to last episode or something but i'm ready for that like remember when they were like dueling in the was it season three finale or something like give me that tension like that was fun that was great i need something more of their dynamic than just like nandor being a dick to guillermo and like there being some slight little moments where it's just like oh look at them being nice and then it all goes to shit. I want some of that tension just to, like, add some, I guess, spice to it. And then also just because, yeah. like, I think Nana's going to be pissed. Like, again, I don't think anybody's going to be killing anybody. But I would love mm-hmm. to see, like, a duel, a sword fight. I don't think they're endgame this season. But I do think nope. it's going to be, like, I do think it's definitely going to be, like, a duel of fates, right? Like, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I wonder also if, like, the, the stress and strain of, hiding this from Nandor is ultimately going to get to Guillermo. Like, oh, I'm yeah, so probably. curious about how, like, their dynamic will change as the season goes on. And and I, I feel like we're, maybe we're starting to see that. Like, it seems like with the introduction of jealous Nandor and, <laughs> like, maybe Guillermo's realization that Nandor is would go, literally go to space for him. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we see him in the back of the pride float at the very end of the episode, and he looks a little... He looks a little bit sad. But then he gets happy again. Yeah, but then he gets he gets happy again. You know, so yeah. I wonder, I really wonder if that's going to be a major a major conflict for him this season is, like, navigating that. Mm-hmm. The other thing about Guillermo, like, being a vampire is I'm wondering if his transition is, like, the way that it is because of his Van Helsing blood. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I don't know what the rules are, but I just feel like someone who has vampire hunter blood shouldn't be able to be a vampire and i feel like they're like it's almost like it's 
fighting each other. And then something I thought about, like, after we recorded last week's episode was the fact that last season, Nandor got three wishes. Like, he got three extra wishes from his djinn. Mm. And we haven't seen those wishes. So I'm a little afraid that he's going to use it on Guillermo in a way that Guillermo doesn't like. But at the same time, I'm wondering if Guillermo is going to be like, you know what? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be a vampire anymore. <laughs> Take it away. I have a general question. Yeah. Am I going to cry this season? <laughs> Is Why that going to happen to me? I don't know. I just feel like, as I said, I feel like we're building up to something that's actually kind of emotional. Not emo- like not that there haven't been emotional moments in the show, but it does feel like there's a possibility for yeah, the tension between Nandor and Guillermo to build in a way that is like actually very powerful and not just like in a comedic way i do love when comedy shows let their actors be like a little bit dramatic for a bit and get like pull on the emotions and i feel like sometimes it hits more like it's more emotional when it's normally a comedic show and all of a sudden like yeah (laughs) these people are crying and it's something that's truly devastating so i i'm ready for that i like that i'm a pisces i'll i'll cry (laughs) I'll cry at anything. I cried on this podcast earlier. <laughs> I, yeah, I just you just cry right. I can cry right now, and I will. Yeah, I I think there's something like so out of pocket about it that works because it's like when you've set up your show to be unserious, like when you've set up your show to have you know some heart, but mostly be about making people laugh. To be able to mm-hmm. to also make them cry is so powerful. I think it shows that you've committed to making your characters likable, like to the extent that you want them to succeed. And I think that's so interesting, especially when it comes to a show like what we do in the shadows, where the characters are all kind of dicks. Like they yeah. all are very self interested people and yet I find myself rooting for them and like wanting them to succeed and grow and, and do better and find happiness in all Mm -hmm. of their own individual struggles so much because I feel like so much of what makes them all kind of dicks is like the lack of identity that they feel a hundred years after becoming vampires and like I feel like the time that that they've spent just existing through so many different worlds you know it's just I just can't even imagine the not to not to I'm being so serious I can't believe how serious (laughs) I'm being right now this is so fucked but like I can't imagine if you put yourself in the perspective of a vampire for a second, because we all can because they exist in the real. Um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I can't imagine what it would be like to live forever. It sounds like a, a massive curse. It sounds like horrible, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. To be like, oh, this is never ending. Awesome. It just never And they ends. can't even go out in the sun. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Let's <laughs> mosey out of this deep abyss of human suffering <laughs> and into the bed of a Mr. Laszlo Cravensworth for a second. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, go up. Every single show I watch, I choose one man. I choose one man. <laughs> and that's my guy for, through the whole thing. I'm, I'm keeping him. Like, fuck parasocial relationships, but he's my best friend. He's my guy. <laughs> he's my good time boy. Um, and Laszlo is that boy for me. Like, he just brought mm-hmm. such a great energy to this episode. First of all, every outfit, every outfit. Oh, he, he wore, slayed. slayed. Oh my god. Like, he brought such a great energy. The billowy shirts, his beach outfit. My man had a so beach good. scene. His my beach man scene. had a beach scene. He had his Kendall Roy moment, baby. Caitlin and I. could write an essay on the importance of a 40-year-old man having a day at the beach. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hear me out. 
hear me out. I'm about to connect the dots. Us women, us gals, <laughs> and non-binary pals, we've spent a lot of time at the ocean when we feel unequivocally unwell, you know? Real. It's just what mm-hmm. you do. It's what Jane Austen has always suggested that we do. It's what Louisa May Alcott suggested we do. We mm-hmm. persist to the beach when things go awry. And that said, I feel like every grown man, every man in his midlife who exudes violent teenage girl energy should have a day at the beach. Like, Agreed. it's essential to his well-being. Like, think about succession. Every time Kendall was having a moment, where did that fucker go? He, he went, went to, right the water, to the water, baby! <laughs> he went right to that water. He was like, I'm gonna jump, you know? Every time he was like, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flop around like a little fish. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna, you know, do fuck all because my dad hates me and I hate myself, you know? Like, it is just, it is essential that a grown man have his day at the beach. So to be able mm-hmm. to see Laszlo slather on his Guillermo sun sweat and go out and have himself a jolly good time like that is that's therapy for me like that I don't need I can cancel my therapy this week because I got it I got it you got it you got it from Laszlo he drew a dick on the beach in the sand he caught a fish with his bare hand (laughs) he wore a fun little sun hat he wore a fun little outfit everybody's got a good yeah. beach outfit he had a little beach outfit it was so weird seeing him in the daylight i gotta say i love that his his jerk reaction upon seeing sean is that sean has beautiful skin i know and he just grabs his face and he's like yeah, yeah. cool thanks yeah best friend energy i love it or will history say they were friends it seems like it could go either way now after history this episode will say they're friends <laughs> You know who else I love this episode? Please. Nadja. I had a great time. Oh my god. The way that like when they switched like souls or whatever with the doll, Dolly Nadja like be- gets into human Nadja and she's just like walking around because she doesn't know how to walk. <laughs> she just looks like a yeah. doll. The doll movements were so fun. They reminded me so much so of um, the big comfy couch. Uh, <gasps> Luna, for- Molly, Connor, or Dolly. Yeah. All the PBS girls out there, they know, they know. Like... It was just the way the way she like could tilt her head from one side to the other and like kind of like make her make her upper body limp. Um, that was so and just kind good. Of, like, flop around. I love that, and I think they, that wardrobe did such a great job at yes. helping her kind of create that illusion because she yeah. really like she moved so well. And then for her to adapt Colin Robbins's likeness. Oh my god, that was fun. <laughs> Like, holy shit. I mean, first, we've got, like, the back and forth where sometimes it's Nadja talking and then other times it's Colin talking. And yeah. it's great. Like, you can distinctly tell who's who, which is so fun. Who, and then yep. you've got mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that was. <laughs> How many people were there? So many. Well, I also just loved, like, one of the first things she said was when the dolly became, like, human Nadja. She goes, I'm big, bitches! <laughs> like, she was so excited about how tall she was. It just really, it killed me. It immediately killed me. And then she flops over like a doll. I'm like, this is incredible. This is, she must have had, like, Natasha and Demetria must have had such a fun time, like, acting I- that out. <laughs> I bet she did. And I'm so glad because I feel like they need to give her, like, I was hoping they'd give her more to work with this season. I was like, oh my gosh, I really, really hope that her character gets more screen time and, like, more wacky, fun schemes. 
to participate in, and I feel like they're they've heard us loud and clear, and they're actually yeah. adapting a lot of that. The second that it was suggested that Dolly Naja wanted to be human again, I was just like, oh, something's gonna happen. It's gonna yes, happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I wonder how long this carries on for. If it's like it resets next episode and everything's back to normal or if it's like another Colin Robinson situation where it's like everybody is still contained in Nadja's body like how is that gonna go I feel like they might just reset it next weekend next week Mm, that could be I think yeah I think that's gonna happen I don't I think this was like a one-time gag like I don't know how long they could keep it up for especially with the Colin Robinson and Nadja both being in there like yeah I, I think that could get old like really quickly that's why I feel like it worked yeah so yeah. well this episode i think by the end of next week i'd be like okay <laughs> yeah like we get yeah. it everybody's in one person <laughs> yeah can we talk about guillermo in this episode yeah there are gonna be so many beautiful pieces of fan art that come from this episode namely guillermo's little scarf and hat at the park i know he looks so cute <laughs> and him sitting on the float with a sign that says gay guy just looking so doomed by the narrative like i was thinking I'm like people so are gonna sad. use that as like a halloween costume this year or something or like oh i can they go to pride next year it's just gonna be a sign that says gay guy gay guy i oh he's so precious like mm-hmm. i really just want the best for him and i feel like after after the tussle of emotions that I feel like we've already been through. I don't think it's going to get better for him, but I, w- I wish it would because no. I he's so, like, I, know. I just want to hug him. Like, oh, my gosh. Ugh, I'm rooting for him. I Like, like part of me, like, really wants this vampire thing to take for him because yeah. he seems to really want it, but I honestly, I don't think this is what he wants. I think he's, like, going to learn that, like, maybe this isn't what it was all, like, what he thought it was going to be, you know? Yeah. So... I, I also can't believe that, like, Dolly Nadja just, she just wanted to lose her virginity so bad. She's like, well, I'm not happy with who she's chosen, but, like, everybody else in this house has exploited everybody, like, no matter what. So I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, this is how the Gaija shippers get their, get their, I, uh, that was my thought. Rums and stuff. I was just like, it's gonna be the guy. And then it cuts to fucking Colin Robinson just sitting there in his we lost. We lost today. <laughs> you lost the song. The, the oh guy just God. the guy the guy just chippers are in a press group. We uh, <laughs> we lost the war, guys. But there's still time. There's still time. You lost that oh. battle. I don't think you've lost the war yet. We still got seven episodes to we go. We sure do. Yeah, what a relief don't too. Lose because hope. I just the fact that she was so willing to fuck Colin Robinson over. <laughs> over the guy like the delusion is real you know yeah like i also like i didn't see the guy at first when like dolly well Naja in the doll was just like i don't know if it's weirder that i'm here or if i left <laughs> and then all of a sudden it cuts to the guide in the corner going like me too and i'm like what what are you doing there like what you don't have to be there i love the direction that we're taking the guide in this season mm-hmm. as much as i don't want it to be another dynamic where it's like she's just kind of following Nadja around like a lost puppy. I do yeah. love the idea of her just like trying to get into the gang as a whole and like pretty consistently being rejected. Like that is kind of funny to me. I kind of like that she's the guy that is fucking with Nadja a bit. Like the whole like I still believe that she was totally like she cursed like how you said last week like yes. she cursed Nadja with the picture um mm-hmm. as a way to try and get like 
to be friends with her, but it's like not yeah. really working. And now she's just like, yeah, I can totally switch your body immediately, and be like, oh, actually, it's kind of hard to get you back. Mm, sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. Like she, yeah. she deserves that, you know. Like she deserves yeah. to have her fun that way. She's but I just hope that mood. she, yeah. Like I just hope that she does actually become a friend and that she's just treated right because like as much as like Guillermo's a loser as far mm-hmm. as like like consistently loses so does the guy like she just wants friends and these people just yeah. don't give her any time and I feel for her so bad yeah yeah it's funny to a point to like be yeah. the character that just like wants to be friends with everybody and then just to be persistently rejected it's like oh <laughs> you know it's relatable I think for yeah. a lot of us out there that are <laughs> yeah. fucking losers um but like it definitely also does get old fast because then you're like, all right, well, I hope this woman gets a hug or therapy at some point, you know? Seriously, yeah. When it comes to the dynamic that's developing between Guillermo, Laszlo, and Nandor, where, you know, there's all this jealousy, um, I love that Laszlo and Nandor are posturing for Guillermo. I think that that is growth because obviously (laughs) so much of the last couple of seasons has been focused on Guillermo being you know kind of tossed aside and used as a punching bag for the rest of the gang but yeah to see laszlo actively helping guillermo and like trying Mm -hmm. to get to the bottom of what's wrong with him literally willing to like put this man's sweat all over his body and go out into the sun (laughs) meanwhile nandor is like fuck you guys i'm just gonna go to space like i'm gonna go to space because i need to impress guillermo wow it's just such a it's such a 360 from i feel like what we've seen in the past for their dynamic i just i'm so glad that there's bonding happening i'm so glad that there's like closeness that's being developed finally um not that they didn't have like really fun dynamics in the past seasons but it just it feels like something real is finally happening between them all something yeah that is akin to love in like a more overt way than ever so as we've been discussing it's always sunny in philadelphia in tandem with the show recently since it's just wrapped its 16th season on fx um i Mm -hmm. think this is another good example of a show where it's like everyone in the show is terrible like there isn't necessarily supposed to be any growth you're not supposed to relate to them you're not supposed to like them they're terrible fucking people and yet the show is somehow still about love it is still inherently a love story it is still about people who are broken finding each other and trying to find ways to fix each other and loving each other despite all being awful because at the end of the day all they have is each other you know and i feel like i feel like too with guillermo like they joke and shit on him all the time, but I think they would all genuinely miss Guillermo if he left or yes. if he, like, was killed or something. Like, I think, like, we talked last week about how Laszlo has, like, such incredibly deep connections with the people around him, mm. whether he truly acknowledges it or not. Like, we obviously, with Nadja, he has it, and he had it with baby Colin Robinson, and, like, the yes. acting with Matt Berry in the finale of last season was incredible. Like, that was devastating. Like, he lost his son. Yes. You know? He lost his son. He yes. lost his son. And then now he's bonding with Guillermo, and I feel like it's both to protect his friend Nandor from that humiliation, but also I feel like it's probably out of genuine, like, curiosity and love of, like, figuring out what's going on with my friend Gizmo, you know? (laughs) Like, what is happening to him? What can I do to help him? And what can I do to stop him from getting killed? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because 
I I think they would fall apart without him. That's why I'm so interested to see like what's gonna happen when this eventually gets revealed because you know it has to. I I think the camaraderie of having Guillermo like be a vampire and kind of be like their mm-hmm. equal is good because I feel like you can't also just as a, like a writing aspect you can't just like consistently be like and he's a familiar and he's always gonna be underneath them no matter what yeah. like and just have yeah. that dynamic like you gotta eventually get him because like I think you can't you you have to have growth with this show specifically mm-hmm. like they're all off of people but we, we need to see the growth and yeah. I, I think a good direction would be for Guillermo to like basically find his place and solidify his place amongst them as equals and be treated with some sort of respect like you can all joke around at each other and talk shit about each other but there's always going to be love there and I can only hope that that's the direction that they get to yeah and I wonder if they're going to get there without that transition to him being a vampire being necessary I feel like if I were writing this show I think I would want that to be my point that like Mm -hmm. this is a love story already love is unconditional and thus, mm-hmm. Guillermo doesn't necessarily need to be a vampire in order for his, the people in his life to love him, you know, and for him right. and for him to be accepted by them. You just made me think <laughs> that uh, when you mentioned that, um, it seems like Laszlo is genuinely curious, but also concerned about and wanting to protect Guillermo and also Nandor. I wonder if he's also trying to protect himself a little bit, um, oh. because uh, he did just lose a son. Like, last season, he lost Colin Robinson. Yeah. Um, he lost this boy that he essentially raised. And it seems like Lazo's response to difficult situations, to problems in his life that he doesn't feel like he can cope with, the way he tries to cope with them is through picking up things and moving things and trying to put things in order and fix them, hence the... Oh the, my god. Hence the house flipping plot last year. And <sighs> now this. I really do feel like that is his way, not just of connecting with the people around him, but of coping with things that he can't control. He's so me-coded. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, okay, here's the thing. In season three he find out that Colin Robinson is dying so what does he do he becomes his best friend and yeah. like oh my god oh my god this yeah. is crazy <laughs> and that's and that is like the, the second layer for me for the beach scene and what I love about it is it's like as I said I think every older man should have his day at the beach and yeah. what that means, it isn't just like, go to the water and smell the salt air and get rid of your tuberculosis. <laughs> it's also like, I need to go be away from land. I need to go be in open air. I need to touch yeah. the earth. I need to touch the water. I need to exist. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to feel the sun on my face. Something that in his specific circumstance, he has not been able to do for hundreds of years because he's a vampire. So I do think... I know maybe it's not that deep, but to, to me, there is something to that, that he can yeah. go and be in the elements and be in that space in part because of what's going on with Guillermo, but just because like, as he's trying to control the circumstances in his life, he's also, I think, trying to make the most of things and doing a great job. Caitlin's going to start crying again. Grave is worth- I, I can't keep crying on this podcast. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> No! Oh my god. Nope. I can't think about it. What's gonna stop me from thinking of, like about Laszlo and crying is <laughs> when when 
Badger tells the guy to like not call him Robinson over because now his soul is now like within Nadja. The hollow sound that his head makes when it hits the floor was so funny. Because he's gone. There's nothing in there. Like, oh, no thoughts, head empty. He's out. <laughs> the lights are on, but no one's home. <laughs> well, when you think back, Colin Robinson's body, they treat that guy like a goddamn boppet. They do. He's, you know, his, his carcass splits open in the bed and a baby crawls out. They clone. Uh, he once he once had a hive mind. Cloned. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's just, like, there's literally, there's two of him. We forget this. There's two of him buried yeah. in the front yard still from past <laughs> season's shenanigans like this man they they literally they treat him like a doll so so i do ship him in an <gasps> doll no that's that was my point i'm no, just kidding that's doll for doll you. <laughs> um but like no like i do it's so funny because like he's so amorphous like his body mm. takes on so many different experiences and meanings throughout the course of this past five seasons and continues to to the extent that he is now in the back of Nadja's head. There's just something so fascinating about yeah. it because no other character on that show could accomplish that feat. Okay, like that's so insane. Brian Cranston? No, listen, hear me out. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Colin Robinson could be Walter White, but Walter White could not be Colin Robinson. You know, <laughs> there's something there. I'm, there's something to that. I'm connecting the dots, I, you know? I also just like that his room was so patched up because he knocked out the walls so much last season. Yes. I loved seeing that. I, I'm a girly who loves continuity, you know? Continuity, <laughs> thank you. And it makes me wonder, like, I mean, part of it is like, yes, continuity, good. But the other part of me is like, okay, is this going to become important again for some reason? Like, What does it mean? What does it what mean? What does it mean? And I feel like whatever it means has something to do with Laszlo. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of Laszlo okay. again, Shiftmakers, if you can get his three little jumps and just like... Oh my god, that was so funny! Put them somewhere for me. Put them anywhere. Put them anywhere. Put them anywhere. Put them in my mailbox. I don't care. Put them somewhere for me. Yo, Laz, what the fuck you doing up there? <laughs> You know, the more we talk about it, this is going to sound crazy, but the more we talk about it, the more I think we're going to get Laszlo and Sean happening by the end of the season. Like, it's going to happen. If it hasn't already happened, it's going to happen, you know? And it's at the point where I don't even know if it needs to happen for it to have happened. So there's that. I also just love the fact that the Pride Parade happened at night. Yes! Oh my gosh. The inclusivity, (laughs) the accessibility that only a man like Shawnee would provide. Truly. (laughs) And he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. He doesn't, doesn't even, even realize know. how accessible he's making this parade for his friends. He just assumes by default that they're like, the reason they're all so elaborate is because they're all gay, which, yeah, mm-hmm. but like, they're also vampires. And it's like, hello, babe. Hey, but doesn't hello. doesn't he know a little bit? Because of his brain. Oh, totally. He's got to remember. That's mm-hmm. still got to come back. That has yeah. to come back in some way. They mentioned it last week. How mm-hmm. he's been hypnotized so many times. I just think that's going to be a bigger thing. I don't know what. Yeah. I think I truly, if it's just like him being immune to hypnotisms, but like he's yeah. just such a whatever's happening is happening. Oh, you're having a cool time. You're not hurting anybody. Then I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah. I think he's a great sounding board for all of the tomfoolery that takes place in the house. And especially when it comes to Laszlo. So I'm really, I'm, I'm honestly so excited. Do you have any like last 
thoughts or feelings about the way this episode treated you? I am genuinely just so pleased I had a great time because I, again, with last week, it could have just been my own, like, personal state, but, like, I was like, ah, this is going to be a little bit monotonous. I don't know. But I genuinely, like, was laughing from the start of this episode. This entire episode was fun. I can't wait to watch it again. Still don't know what's in store for next week or the season as a whole, but I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm optimistic. Yes, I'm so optimistic. This is definitely, I like that you said watch it again. This is definitely one of those episodes that you watch over again. Like, it's definitely going to become a comfort episode for me. And I'm, I'm just, I have nothing but good things to say about it. Okay, I'm just going to say it. Okay, okay, full transparency. Yeah. Full transparency. We need to go the fuck to sleep. We need to go to bed. We got to go to bed. We need to go to bed right now. It's bad. We're done. It's real We're bad. Editing. Yeah. It's uh, time for us to get much some to do. girl sleep. Girl um, sleep. Girl slumber. Thank you. Girl slumber. This is so... We're at an hour. We've we've been recording for an hour and a half. Oh, Caitlin, I hope you got it under an hour. (laughs) And said nothing substantive, so sorry about that. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sticking around. Thank you for listening to Live by Moonlight. Tune in next time when we review whatever comes next. Episode four of What We Do in the Shadows. When we review an episode, please like us. See you next week. Bye. Yeah, like us, rate us. If you're still here, uh, God bless. Godspeed. (laughs) Goodbye.